How's working from home been going for you? Remarkably remote from GoToMeeting will help you succeed in today's new normal. In just three minutes or less, we will share simple but helpful tips to keep you on track. From managing your motivation, workload, and relationships, to hosting and attending virtual events that keep you connected with your clients and colleagues. So check out Remarkably Remote on your favorite podcasting platform or head to gotomeeting.com slash tips. Eat an entire bowl of tricks and reconsider that email to your parents. It's episode 54 of Welcome to the Hit Show. Today's guests include a rank-and-file member of the Mouse Army from that one childhood book that you still have nightmares about, a broken teacup used only once by no one of any renown, and a recipe. Are you tired of the same old boring tomatoes on your ice cream? Why not try spicing up your cream game by ordering a bushel of George R.R. R. Martin's homegrown demon eggs? At over 4 million Scoville units, these eggs are completely unfertilized, so while they're harmless to your immortal soul, your tongue might literally burst into flames, creating a lovely creme brulee of ice and fire. Welcome to the Hit Show. George R.R. R. Martin was the guy that wrote a song of ice and fire that became Game of Thrones. That yep. was the, Never saw Game of Thrones. That was, and, the, uh, that was the reference. Yeah. yeah so uh, that's okay. We don't we don't all have to know about the same things. And I learn something new every week in the introduction to our show. George R.R. R. Martin is that his name? Yes. Yeah. George R.R. R. Martin. Two R's. Yeah. File that under people I have never heard of. So there we go. But fortunately, we're not doing a pop culture uh, podcast. No. We're doing a baseball podcast. And you and I both can agree on baseball that we like it, we miss it, um, and we'd like for it to come back. So on this, the... Under some very specific circumstances, I would like for it to come back. Okay. So is this the... Is it the 12th of May? What are we? Today. Yes. Yes. So in this, the 12th day of May, this is the day that the owners are presenting their proposed plan to the players union. We're going to go through it, talk a little bit about it. Um, but right now, before we get started, I want you to give me your probability that we are playing baseball by July 4th. It, let's just say yes mm. or no. We're Ooh. playing baseball by July 4th. Yes or no? Uh, no. No. Okay. I'm going yes. Okay. I hope you're so, right. Someone's going to be right. Someone's going to be wrong, which is pretty much the case in everything in life. But, okay, so let's talk about the proposal, what's out there, where we are on this, the 12th day of May in the period of time that will seemingly never end. Um, So the, the, the baseball owners have basically made a revenue sharing proposal, correct? Yes. Which varies from the original agreement that they had in place for the players to take a reduction in pay based on games. Right. Right. So right. the, the new proposal so you is have no a, longer a, prorated. Right. So you had a tentative agreement 
two months ago, say, um, you know, about how they could move forward. And then now that we're two months later, the owners are seeing that that was not a favorable agreement. And now they are attempting to modify the agreement based on the current situation that we are in, in order to get the game going without taking too much of a haircut. Right. Agreed. I, that's that's the basic gist of of what I'm hearing. Now, the disagreement is: Do you think that, like, the word "favorable" was a very uh, apt word that you used? Because the the question now on the players' union side is: Are they trying to change it because it wasn't favorable to the owners, or are they trying to change it because it wasn't fair to the owners? And the owners, I guess, are arguing that it wasn't fair, um, which is wild because they agreed to it. Um, but if it's just that it's not favorable to them and they're trying to get more of, you know, trying to take more of the money or save more of the money, I mean, we're all kind of, everybody's losing something, I think, here in, in all of this, then the players' union has got to be like, well, look, you, you guys agreed to this way back when. It's not like we didn't know that a half season was a possibility back then. We agreed to prorated contracts, and now you're trying to change it to... And, it's, yeah, I don't know. I don't know enough of the ins and outs of it. And baseball doesn't operate with, with open books. So it's not like I can go crack open the books and see if it's fair or, or favorable. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what the situation is uh, when it comes to the actual numbers, but it's, it is interesting. And I am curious what the impetus was for the owners to go ahead and change or send a proposal that is basically a, a backtracking on, on the agreement that they made. Yeah. And then you, so you have the financial aspect of it, which I feel like is probably going to be the the last thing that gets situated because you've got the actual health and safety of people yeah. um, that you're talking about and you have to consider testing and how, how many tests would be needed in order for, in order for this to take place. I mean, you're talking about playing on a daily basis and, um, I, I did hear that they do have a good plan in place for the testing. Okay. Um, my whole thing is, is if you've got, you know, if there's a public need for testing, how can, you know, an entity like Major League Baseball account for, you know, or snag up so much of the, you know, so right. many tests, right? I mean, right. That, that seems crazy. And I, from what I understand, the NBA, when they were looking at restarting, they felt like that, you know, the optics of them, you know, utilizing, you know, how many ever, I don't even know, 10,000 tests to play, right. you know, a, a, a basketball season. That, that just seemed a little, you know, the optics aren't good on that. Even though they have right. a private company they would be working with and they would pay for them and all that kind of stuff. You know, so where are you on that? It's got to be exponentially higher for a baseball team and for a baseball season that's going to be comprised of 80 some odd games. Right. Well, and then, you know, there, I, I don't know. Is, is there a possibility that they could do something like, Hey, for every test that we use, we will pay for a test to be administered to uh, an essential worker? Like here, we'll, we're, we're going to partner right. with, you know, all these grocery stores and hospitals and, you know, whatever. And for every test that we use, you're going to get one for free that somebody doesn't have to pay for because they're on the front lines delivering the mail or, you know, all of these other jobs that people are, have had to do, have not been able to just shelter in place at home. 
that to me seems like an ethical uh, way of doing it. But then the question, well, what is the cost there? And is that, I, I don't know how much these tests cost. So, um, but that is something that I would be pushing for if I were involved in the negotiations. Like, hey guys, if we're going to eat up X number of tests in a country that is already short on tests, just so we can play a game, uh, we're going to have to find a way to make that um, ethically viable. Yeah, and I, from what I understand, they're, they're, that's not lost on them that they, that they realize that that's that's you know a priority. And like I said, from what I, it, it was not specified to me um, what that looked like, but it was specified to me that there was a good plan in place for the testing. Well, I think we're going to hear more. Uh, so uh, the league is presenting this to the players today. Is that right? Yes. Okay. So by the time this comes out, we will have already probably heard a response and we will know exactly how everything plays out. Uh, well, but at the same, yeah, we, we already do know some. I mean, Tony Clark, the head of the MLBPA said that it appears that the owners are trying to take advantage of a global health crisis yeah. or a global pandemic. Uh, I don't know his exact words, but the comment was very much, um, I mean, it, it, he was not bashful about the way he felt about I guess the reverse in course, you know, the change in course on the financials of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then too, you have, you have several players who have expressed, I mean, I think there's guys like, you know, Joey Gallo, Jose Trevino, Willie Calhoun that we talked to that those guys, these guys are like, you know, they feel like they're 10 feet tall and bulletproof and they're in the prime of their lives and let's go play. Let's do that. Blah, blah, blah. Which is great. And I, I, and I, I have no doubt that they would, you know, go play tomorrow. Um, but then you've got people like Jake Diekman, right. um, who, you know, we all know from his time in Texas who, you know, the things he's gone through, his immune system is compromised. Um, that for him, this is not just a, oh yeah, play baseball. Let's go play right. ball. You know, he's got things to, he's got his health to worry about. He's got, you know, a wife and a baby and, you know, there's just all the, you know, people who, um, you know, who have, you know, family members who have compromised immune systems right. and, you know, that they're, they're, ha- they're thinking about a completely different dynamic than, than, you know, guys like Joey and Willie and Jose, and we've talked to them and they're all ready to go play. It's not even a second thought. Um, but you know, there are, there are different situations and there are different circumstances with a lot of these guys that are going to cause them to question, um, you know, whether or not this is the right decision for them. Sure. And there's also some recent studies that have suggested that there might be some long-term effects from this as far as like lung things go. Sean Doolittle posted a a very well thought out thread yesterday and talked about like, this is not just about, oh, we might get the flu and be sick for a couple of months or, oh, we might be quarantined for a few months. Like there, there are potential permanent damage that that could come from this if if we get this disease and if that's the case what do we have in place as far as long-term health care goes from the league what assurance do we have that we'll be taken care of if this happens and ruins our entire career like these are all it's so so many balls in the air um as far as and not not light ones like very heavy balls in the air um that that have to be juggled before this can come to fruition and so when i when I go, yes, under, under circumstances, I want baseball back. Like I just, I want baseball to come back. It, my, my livelihood depends on there being baseball. It's important to me. Um, and 
and then also as a citizen who cares about our country like it's important to me on that level too i think having baseball would be good for us i think having baseball as the only sport right now would be good for the league a league that needs a boost in public relations a league that needs a boost in star recognition these are all things that would be very beneficial to the sport that would be beneficial i think on some level to the country and personally personally would be beneficial to me the question is is it worth it big picture and the the potential cost is so great that I don't have an, I don't have a good answer for that question. Well, and two, it's it, it, it's like I talk about during this whole pandemic, like the, the the rationalization of people has been so crazy. Like it's there's just and it's every it's a it's a personal thing for everyone, right? Mm-hmm. There's no, I mean. I mean, I, t- I guess technically if you go to extremes, there is a right and a wrong in certain situations and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, the way that I'm rationalizing or, you know, you know, dealing with things in my head and with my family and all that kind of stuff is different than you and is different than my neighbor and is different than whoever. And so, you know, everyone has a unique perspective on how they feel like is the right way to go about this and what they are comfortable doing and what they're not comfortable doing. Right. And that whole, that can't be. That's not universal. That's not universal across, you know, all of baseball. All baseball players want to get back out on the field. I'm sure they do, but I feel like some of them are way more conflicted than others are about it. Absolutely. And so you're, I think that, you know, when you bring up that, you know, the, this league needing a, a positive, you know, kind of boost and de- definitely doesn't need bad press, I have a feeling it's going to get, it's going to get ugly before we're able to do that. And I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, but I just have a feeling that things, it's not going to be pretty, the back and forth. And, and then you're going to get into the whole mil- millionaires fighting with billionaires and people are freaking losing their jobs left and right and they don't want to hear it. And yeah. that's, I hope that this is able to be done as much as possible behind closed doors and not in the court of public opinion because it, it's, it's not going to be a good look for the league, for the owners or the players. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I do agree with that. And as much as I am a journalist and, a, and believe in the freedom of, information um in a situation like this unless there's something just extremely egregious i wonder if there is maybe a benefit and like you know what you could just you guys go in there and sort yourselves out and obviously if there's something groundbreaking you know you 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 have to report that but i just kind of wonder if if it is not um maybe give it some time to get through the initial fractious uh big fus that come at the early part of (laughs) of negotiations and then when they get close kind of hear like where they've landed on things and let them negotiate maybe um but you know hey i'm not i'm not the guy that's going to get a uh, an email from a league source that's going to be ken or jeff passan or uh you know somebody else so uh, i don't have to have that moral conundrum as to whether what you know what's okay to report and what's not yeah and i just think like i said it's just such a strange time you know and I have no doubt that everyone has, you know, good intentions, but at the end of the day, these people are humans. The the owners are humans. They're trying to protect theirs. The players are humans. They're trying to protect theirs. And I'm talking about their family, their livelihood, right. their pocketbooks, all that kind of stuff. And, and to, to act like that's not some sort of normal human reaction, I think is stupid too. Um, I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm thinking more and more about like, okay, how do I, how do I stash as much money as I can at this point, save as much money? So, you know, depending on how long this goes and the long-term effects of the, you know, 
mm-hmm. on the economy. Like, yeah, I'm thinking about that. So, I mean, I don't think it's outlandish to, you know, to think about the, these guys thinking about the same thing too, even though they're making money, obviously on a much small, uh, much bigger, a much bigger scale. Yeah. I'll send you an invite to, um, my commune for all of the baseball workers that, that might be without jobs, like baseball adjacent workers. Uh, we've got a list of broadcasters and, uh, and baseball adjacent people that, you know, if it comes down to it, we will start our, our little baseball family commune. Uh, and I'll, I'll send you an invite that you guys can come join us. Okay. I appreciate that. I, can, I appreciate uh, that. The commune. We just shelter in place and plant tomatoes and, uh, raise goats. <laughs> oh dear. Wow. That's a, uh, we're a long ways off from that. I hope. Top performers in business and sports often attribute their success to their morning routine, whether that's waking up early, setting their goals for the day, exercise, or meditation. But not everyone has the time to do it all. With Hydrant, you can jumpstart your mornings. There's no synthetic colors or artificial sweeteners. The formula is vegan, and you can choose between three different flavors or a variety pack. Hydrant starts at just a buck a packet for a 30-day supply. You can save even more with a monthly subscription. And for 25% off your first order, go to drinkhydrant.com and enter the promo code ATHLETIC at checkout. That's drinkhydrant.com and enter promo code ATHLETIC for 25% off your first order. Drinkhydrant.com and enter promo code ATHLETIC. Totally off subject, but something that's driving me crazy right now. Okay. Um, so we we're you know trying to figure out how to safely get you know baseball players that it's a a vital part of our economy moral you know stimulation morale i mean not moral morale yeah. booster could be you know all the stuff right with baseball so my whole you know my a lot of my world revolves around baseball and what what what's happening mm-hmm. then i'm getting letters I, my kids are supposed to go to camp for 2 weeks oh, in yeah. july and I'm still getting, they're like, we're providing the safest. I'm like, are we, are, oh, wait, are they gonna be going to be allowed to go to, as are all of my friends. Oh my gosh. I have not heard of a single camp, like, oh, ours is, camp. ours is canceled. Like, ours has been like, we, we got credit towards next year, which our son has, he'll age out after this year. So I don't know how we're going to do that, but yeah, ours is long. So where long is it? Where's your camp? It's in Dallas. Okay. But is it an overnight camp? Um, Actually, that's a good point. No, it's not. This is a day okay. camp. Yeah. So, right. So ours are saying, I mean, they're like, come on in. We're going to have some different carpool. Um, you know, when you drop off your kid, you won't be able to come in. But basically it's like the, you know, drive to East Texas, drop off your kid for two weeks. And then, you know, all these people coming from Lord knows where are oh going to converge gosh. all in one place and then go back into their communities. Oh my gosh. This sounds like, a oh yeah. And it's not just disaster. mine. I mean, we're, our bars is called Hawani and there's, I mean, I've talked to all my friends, Ozark, uh, Longhorn, all these camps are full speed ahead. And so I'm like, how does this make sense? But then the safety with professional baseball is that those, these are the kind of things that give me, make my head go crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So I just wanted to bring that up because I thought it was the appropriate time to talk about my kids camp schedule <laughs> yeah i've got my uh my this is a pose that i have found myself in a number of times over the last couple of months where i'm doing the um the jean-luc picard like face palm where i'm like one hand is up and the other hand is over my forehead and i'm just like elbow on the table like what 
Yeah. That's my new pose, my new yoga pose. For yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. It's insane. The whole thing is crazy. And the longer it goes on, the crazier I think it is. Um, but then the more you adjust to it, right? I mean, you just kind of figure it out. I mean, for God's sake, I drove 17 hours to Virginia to get away from, you know, get, get a different change of scenery, mm-hmm. um, you know, for a week. And it, let me tell you, it was worth every single second Yeah. Um, to get away and to go somewhere different and do it while being safe. I mean, you know, all that kind of stuff. We, we didn't stop at Schlitterbahn or anything like that. So, I mean, I feel like, you know, we've, we've, we've presented the case that's out there and, you know, I don't know what kind of resolution. I, I think it's going to be a lengthy process. It will um, be. Yes. And that's just my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which was why I, I think so. Let me explain my no vote on why I don't think there will be baseball on July 4th is that I think the process is going to take longer than that. I do think there will be baseball. I don't think it'll be by July 4th. There's my hedging my answer. Okay. All right. You're still in on no July 4th. I'm still in on yes. Okay. So we'll see. Um, I think but, the last I mean, time we'll we, know a lot more. I think the last time we did this, it was when do you think there'll be baseball? And I was like, I don't know. It might be as long as like June 1st, like worst mm-hmm. case scenario. We're really going out on a limb. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And here we are. Okay. Well, we will know more by the time we talk next, yes. which will be next Tuesday. Yes. We drop every Tuesday, regardless of circumstance, unless there's circumstances. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right, Levi. Let's, uh, let's go round up some information about this proposal, see what the players think and how ugly it's going to get when millionaires complain fight, about fight, billionaires fight, fight, and vice versa. Fight, 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 fight. Later, everybody. Bye.